Hey guys, welcome into our smaller podcast. This one's just a kind of a mini preview of stuff we wanted to talk about extra. Today we'll be focusing only in on a few topics and there's only a few of us here. Uh, your host again is Mr. X. Uh, this is Chef here. This is Ryan. All right, so today we're only gonna talk about a couple of things. Let's start with uh, San Diego Comic-Con. We all know this is where you know Wizards and Hasbro makes their big announcements towards everything that is all things magic. So what do you guys want to see out of San Diego Comic-Con? What kind of an announcement would make you excited? All right, well, what we should expect to see is uh, usually we always get one card from the fall set, which is uh, Battle for Zendikar, and then last year we got uh, Teferi spoiled from the Commander set. So those are probably pretty likely. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, confirmation for uh, Full Art Lands. That's that's my big hope. I mean, I think that's a given at this point. That uh, to, that's basically Zendikar's big claim. Uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm a little too uh, scared to be disappointed <laughs> if they don't deliver. All Zendikar gets is Nissa, uh, Eldrazi, and then Full Art Lands. Fair. I have a I have a feeling we're just gonna get maybe a new mechanic or something to that effect. But I can't imagine. Definitely new, like definitely not a new take on the last. I'm thing not expecting on. something game breaking, or something like absolutely new, like how uh, Teferi was when he was spoiled. Like, oh, command a planeswalker that can be a commander. I'm not expecting something that game breaking coming out of this year. I don't. Yeah. I certainly don't expect something like no. that. I mean, we might have planeswalker commanders again. But there's only the impact of that. Yes. I actually, yeah. I actually feel like maybe you're onto something with the the pushing the characters again because now they're kind of, you know, we we just finished the whole Innistrad plotline. We've 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 moved on from all that, and now we're kind of looking at this is the last core set. So maybe we're gonna get maybe like the theme. Maybe we'll get like commander based theme decks based around each individual character. Jason's parents. Uh. <laughs> um. I was think, and uh, the other thing I was gonna say is I uh, think this might be a two color here. A two color, maybe you get multi, new multis. Absolute, no, uh, no reason, no basis to this whatsoever. But uh, this is the uh, chef signs on for two color commanders this year. Mr. X right, signs on for four colors. Psychic. If I'm wrong, I can say, well, whatever. I was just saying. Yeah, Mr. X bets his money on it's four color. Just gonna throw that on there. The Nephilims will be legendary. <laughs> I, uh, good luck with that, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calling it now, either, guys. Either one but or two your money I don't me. think they're going to do three again because of the cons. I they just know. did cons. I just... Which were three colors. It's true. I just, it's, it's funny because we haven't heard, I don't know about you guys, I haven't necessarily, I've been keeping my eye out for the products, but I haven't really heard too much about anything, so if they announce something for it, I'm, I honestly have no expectations, but... Well, we'll see. I mean, I think the, thing, the things that we are going to see, like I said, like I said when we yeah. started, is we're going to get one card from each set: Commander and Battle for Zendikar. That's almost guaranteed. The only thing that makes that a little less likely this year is uh, SDCC runs up with uh, their release for Magic Origins, and sometimes they're hesitant to hype the future when the present is still running at their doors. You're right, because there's so much hype about. They're literally releasing a set the same week yeah. of this, of this, of this. Exactly. Honest, and uh, they have shied away from big news at similar times before. Honestly, I want to say no expectations are good expectations here. 
I agree. Because you can't you can't expect something game breaking. You can't expect something underwhelming because they might they might blow us out of the water with something completely new that we haven't thought about again. We won't know until they decide to make it. For all we literally yeah. For all we literally know, they might this might they might literally turn around and be like, guys, we're accepting tiny leaders. Here's a bunch of tiny leader shit. Like that might be the game breaking thing they do, but I wouldn't put money on that. Nope. Tiny leaders might get big someday, but I don't think today. I don't Not think today is that day. Oh, although that does make me think they could also um, design commanders in the same way that they did the um, uh, the legends from Fate Reforged and the mythics from Fate Reforged were three color monocolor uh, creatures. Oh, okay, yeah. Hmm. And that's so, a thought. Like that was certainly good technology when they created it. That was, yeah, and that's an interesting, and that was an interesting game shape. That shook up EDH a lot, because how do you, you know, they, that really put a use into the, the color identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alright, so let's move on. Um, who knows what we're gonna get from San Diego, but that's some cool stuff we'd all like to see. Uh, let's talk Origins, since pre-releases are at the point of our recording. It is tonight. Uh, midnights, releases, all that fun stuff. Um, let's just talk about some cards, stuff we're excited about, stuff we want to see happen. And Do we know. want to uh, file through this in Wooburg? Let's do, yeah, let's do Wooburg. Alright. Uh, I would say in white, the thing I'm probably most excited to see is Hallowed Moonlight, which is uh, it's very similar to Containment Priest, but it's a one-shot effect that cantrips. Notably, it's tokens. Mm. Uh, it also just hits, um, like everything else Containment Priest does, you know, just cheat it into play from your hand, from the graveyard. It's pretty solid, it's two mana. Um, I'm a little bit skewed in this, in that uh, I want it for Rune, for the Hidden Realm. Uh, my Rune deck, unlike probably most that you might see, isn't focused so much on promoting myself as uh, putting your things away for keeps because there are ways to cheat Rune's Return. Uh, naturally, this is one. Containment Priest is another good one. Uh, you can stifle the return triggers. Sundial of the Infinite. There's a couple neat tricks like this. I'm very excited to put this under a uh, Isochron Scepter. I, I wonder, though, because there's... This card, when I saw it, reminded me of something that came out in Future Sight that I still look at it today and uh, wonder why this isn't as big as as it should be. The card I'm gonna, the, the card that it made me think of is a card called Nyx. It's one blue, and the effect is uh, if counter target spell, if no mana was paid for it, which I, I see it as a similar effect, except in the counter spell form. I mean, granted, it doesn't have the cantrip, so you're paying the one extra to get the cantrip, and that's always better anyways, but I just, something tells me that I, I, and I would be sad to say it, but I don't want it to be like that because I see so many good things that could, I see great uses for that, especially with how many things, how many things green can do to put things back in the field or how many reanimators there are. Oh, well, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not so much that I'm worried about this for, um, for oh, green no, dropping effects. It's really for the reanimate that I'm Oh, no, and that's what I mean. I just, I wonder if it's, I want it because it, it looks like it's the perfect answer to reanimator and I just wonder if it's going to kind of fall short of expectations and I'd be sad if it did because I like it. I feel like I need to say this because Kara's not here to say it. Starfield of Nyx. I was going to talk about that but you can go Starfield ahead. Starfield of Nyx. Yep. Nope. Starfield of Nyx. So beautiful. 
Uh, this is, hey, beginning oh upkeep. You return targeted enchantment from your graveyard to the battlefield. As long as you control five or more enchantments, each other not or enchantment you control is a creature in addition to its other types and has power and base toughness equal to its converted monocles. So basically kind of like Opalescence. It's Opalescence with a bonus of being able to recur any of your enchantments, yeah. and that's pretty fantastic. Let's... A little dirty, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, there's so. I mean, especially because so many of your high cost things are literally enchantments that you. That's so good. Uh, I mean, also, um, it. Uh, if your opponent needs two turns to deal with your Sterly Grove that protects your other enchantments. Yeah. That's tough luck, buddy. You, you only get yeah, you, one turn to do it, or I just bring back Sterling Grove. Yeah. yeah, I'll just bring it right back. I mean, yeah. and let's. Let's also. Let's look back at the fact that. We've had things like March of the Machines that have brought artifacts to life. I think this is a very interesting take on that. I think they looked at it and said, you know, because I, if I recall correctly, March of the Machines did see some standard and extended play when it was when it was around, but it always falls out of interest. It's not but, so much that it saw sta uh, standard and extended, although I will say for uh, EDH, a lot of the times you see that card. Um, oh, absolutely. People pair it with. Uh, Anything big, really. Lattice to end oh, yeah. the game and make it just fizzle and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously, like, I like that this one only does your permanence so that you can never sort of turn it into the unfun card that uh, Mycosynth Lattice turns out yeah. to be. I will Correct. say, there is uh, very few things that you can say that you used Mycosynth Lattice for that were actually fun for everybody. The only the only time I've ever had a Mycosynth Lattice in a list is when I'm being degenerate as fuck. Yeah. Absolutely. Being Sidri, and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna blow up your land, whatever. Although I will say the one good thing that you can do with uh, Mycosynth Lattice is you play Mycosynth Lattice, you play Bludgeon Brawl, <laughs> and then you yep. whip your Nickel and then you just go to town. the Nickel Bolus Planeswalker. Yeah, that's the greatest and combo. And you have a Bolus Bolus weapon. Bolus weapon indeed. Never, never in my life have I never wanted to swing Nickel Bolus by a tail and hit my opponent in the face. Oh, it's beautiful, really. I, I love um, the imagery that comes from that. So I know. It's one card I'm... I will say, probably the most positive thing that Starfield and Mix does is that uh, Enchantress decks in EDH tend to be uh, very campy and dodgy and they don't really win the game and they make opponents sort of like mire and misery as they can't really do anything. Yeah. And this gives people a straightforward way to win the game, but not without a risk. You open yourself up to board sweepers, and that's very real. Yeah, but I mean, it's true. But you will, you might, you might get those things back turn after turn, maybe. Yeah. And notably, if, if, if this doesn't open itself up to board sweepers. Yes. Yeah, it's true. very big deal. At the it same also, time, you know, you will lose your defenses if you get swept. And that's each other non-orange enchantment. It's a very, very yep. key wording there. I know one card I'm definitely not looking forward to seeing. Not that it's not a good card, Archangel of Tides. Because I know so many yeah. people that are just going to use that to make my life a living hell. It's true, you're absolutely right. It's just very stacksy. Yep. Not really stacksy, but you know what I mean. Not, well, not, so it's not, not stacksy. stacksy. It's, it's Pillow yeah. 40. It's Pillow 40. I think the fact that it's one instead of two, like our presidents in uh, Ghost prison and propaganda are it's very big it's, yeah. it's not so much of a uh, problem it's not so much of a problem uh, on its own but you know the same people that are running this what? are going to be the people yeah. running ghost prison and propaganda at the same time yeah i was say if, if you're going to be do, running it i think that's fine because i can probably kill this 
Uh, honestly, what I'm most excited for about this creature is its offense ability. I think the offense ability for tokens very good. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, oh, yeah. that's super good. It's, oh, hey, you can't block unless you pay one for everything you're blocking with. Yeah, so like, let, me inter let me interrupt you real quick, guys, um, just because we didn't give it. Uh, just for the guys who know, it's one and three white, so four CC. It's a three, five flyer. As long as Archangel of Thieves is untapped, creatures can't attack you or a planeswalker you control unless their controller plays one for each of the creatures. As long as Archangel of Thieves is attacking, creatures can't block unless their controller pays one for each of those creatures. Uh, I'm going to be the... Uh the uh, wet blanket is uh, Archangel of Tithes. Whatever. <laughs> Get ready. Archangel of Shut Up. Uh, <laughs> uh, at any rate, I think the attacking ability is really strong. Um, certainly, I don't have to worry about the choice because the, uh, if I get a hold of one of these, the only thing I really have to use it for is to Revy, where, you know, I can swing with it. And then I can untap it! I think there are only two other cards in white that I'm really looking forward to at all. One of them is uh, Totem Guide Heartbeast because Antelope. That's basically yeah, it. Love the mantle. And uh, also tragic arrogance because hot I'm damn. so disappointed in that. That card is very good. What are you disappointed? No, about? it's not. Oh, no, just not. are you disappointed because it doesn't blow up land? I'm disappointed because it targets me. <laughs> it doesn't target anything. It target for each player you choose from them. Um, Among the permanent. For each player you choose from them, each uh, the permanent that player controls, artifact, creature, enchantment, and planeswalker. Then each player sacrifices all other non-land permanents he or she controls. It targets everybody. Oh, I'm disappointed. Wrath. Yeah, but I'm disappointed that it targets me. I've had, I have no problem with wraths. I have no problem with wraths that cost five. I like that as a card. I just. I you wanted a plague wind? This is an equal yeah. opportunity. No, clear. no, I wanted, I wanted something like Will of the Council, where it's, where I can, where you know, where I can choose to fuck up two of your things, and I just get away with it. I wanted to be able to. I, I didn't look. I didn't want a world, a slightly in, evolved world queller. Magic doesn't care about what uh, you want. No, this, this is, is way what you need. This is. This is much more comparable to Cataclysm, yeah. honestly. Uh, the only difference being, of course, that Cataclysm is dirty nasty because it does lands. Gross. And it does skip lands. This thing feels way more I fair because I... it doesn't blow up everyone's lands. Yeah. This card, on the other hand, is nice and warm, and I won't feel like an asshole running this in my Rune of the Hidden Realm deck. I don't think you should. I don't think in EDH you should feel like an asshole running it. Don't get me wrong, because it uh. hits everybody. It's very fair. I just. I don't think this card. I. I frown at this card. This gives my. I look forward to putting this in my bad card queue. That's just where I'm at with it. I, I expect to get a little more mileage than that, but I will Sitting say on that I, I definitely rate. think there's going to be matchups that's a little bad. I think the other card that I'm disappointed, a little disappointed in, that I saw was um, Veer and Wingmare. It's a two-one flyer for three that makes non-creature spells cost one more to cast. We've gotten plenty of things like that in other sets that are, you know, two-one for two something like that and that just kind of I saw this and I went well it's a hate bear I guess I could stack it in I guess it'll go next to all my other ones but this one seems so I feel like I let down by this short of it being a pegasus it's uh not Thalia uh Thalia no, not at all but very notable for this card it's it's not something that, what I think this card is notable for is an EDH EDH has its hate bears and this is a little lower in quality than I want EDH but, yes, uh, and that's, when I see this card, I see it planted, and people are overlooking this a lot. You can have two Vryn Wingmares. That right. is debilitating. 
I mean, you can in a in a in a uh, non in a non Highlander environment. I think that this would be this could potentially be a very this could be a pain card. I just think on the whole it's going to be passed over because of the fact that it's a two one for three. It already fails the vanilla test, and on the whole it's just. It affects me too. Again, it's one of those. It's not one-sided. Well, I mean, you you are you you are. It affects you too, but you're expected yeah. to have it not affect you because that's. Just yeah, what I'm, I'm I'm supposed to be playing around that. Yeah. Even in limited, I don't think I'd want to see it. I hope I don't end up with one tonight because I'm gonna be kind of like. Uh, now I have to play. Or, now I have to play. It's one of those cards you're probably just gonna burn if you pull it. You you. Just, I would no. It's it's an it's an oddly specific card. It's a little higher cost than I think, and and that's just but that's just me. Well, I would say after having seen a lot of Thalia do work, this card can't be less. It just can't. It's so good. Let's see. Let's move on. Let's move on to the U, shall we? Yep. Uh, blue, I did not see a whole lot I wanted. Uh, certainly there are a, a couple of people very excited about Jason's Sanctum. Understandable. Jason's Sanctum is three in blue enchantment. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, scry one. I I want to say that I like this. We had um, uh, what was it? Arcane we had melee. One, yes, we had arcane melee not long ago. This I think is just an improved version. Yeah, we don't hit. Consider. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I can. It costs one less, not two. But that's fine. If I get a free scry whenever I cast anything, that turns oh. almost everything into a cantrip. Oh, that's very good. But I think that's even more so much important worth it. is arcane melee did everybody. Which oh, just made it feel so bad. Oh, and this bad. is significantly better. Oh shit, yeah. sign me up. Yeah, no, this is considerably better. I will say, a lot of decks that I have that would consider that would frequently trigger this, don't want to take four mana of their time to cast it. But it's pretty solid. No, it's it's on the fringe of really being playable. I think in EDH, it's an auto include for any kind of a. Oh yeah, anything anything that's running any enchantments at all in blue should probably be running this. Oh no, absolutely. But I think in in any other format, I don't know that it, in a modern no. In in any other format, oh certainly I, not. No, and it'll never. I don't think it's going either. to. I don't think it's going to do as much as. I think this might actually be one of Melik's new best friends. Oh, hands down. Yeah, certainly Melik. Melik is probably the deck I can most see enjoying a card like this. I'm looking forward to Days Undoing and Talent of the Telepath. Days Undoing, people hype that up so much, and I. Okay, sure. I I guess if you want to reset your hand in your graveyard, that's good. Just because I'll I like consider... doing the stupid things. That's a stupid um, thing. Oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. I I will consider maybe getting a days I'm doing for myself when it flops, as it almost certainly inevitably will. Uh, I think this card is a trap, and people are going to start getting trapped over the next yep. week, and they're going to realize. Probably yeah, and then absolutely. People compare it all the time to Time Twister. Oh, we're getting a new, we're basically getting a reprint. Or we're getting a new thing, and you know, I, I, I never got why Time Twister was that great, short of having decks that really needed to do that. <laughs> I yeah, I have to say, I'm sorry, guys, if you think this is Time Twister, I have cast Time Twister before. Time Twister is great. This card, I, this card's not very great. I think the most disappointing part is it also ends your turn as a sorcery, yeah. so you have to you have to go through your so you have to at least be in your second main. Before you even be like, I want to cast this. Otherwise, you just basically just you gave him a time walk. It would well, be no, so broken. See, uh, it's like, it can't yeah, be. I can anything. see mono blue decks being very okay with this uh, if they're very controlly. In that you know, okay, 
okay, I did my stuff for the turn. Yeah. I just want to refill. Yeah. No, I, in, a, in a solid control deck, this is probably worth a slot. It's okay. But I just, yeah. You might want to pick it up, consider it. Can, yeah. Potentially. If you're um, like a, if you play all the control, pick it up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, before uh, before we move on, and I'll fix this in post, uh, Day's Undoing is a 3 CMC, 2 colorless, 1 blue sorcery. Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draws 7 cards if it's your turn and the turn. Yeah. And I guess I will just end with the last thing I would say is, uh, this card, um, as far as EDH is concerned, it is almost always worse than a Time Spiral. Time Spiral is just your good EDH. It's um, certainly Time Spiral is also a pretty good card, that's not necessarily saying a lot, but, uh, look to that effect and then think back to this when you, ex when you try to get your expectations in line. Agreed. I want to talk about actually an uncommon really quickly, just because I love this thing to death. We don't talk about uncommons here. Oh, we're supposed to be a budget group, come on, no, it's okay. <laughs> Alright, um, I want to talk about Psychic Rebuttal for a second, it's a... One in, a, one in a blue, instant. Counter target instant or sorcery spell that targets you. Spell mastery, if you have two or more instants or sorceries, you may copy the spell counter this way and choose a new target for it. I think that this has the potential to be such a cool card for EDH in just uh, so many ways. Uh, I like it. I will say the problem that I find is that I'm targeted by abilities more than spells. Uh, You're right. But it's, it's super sick, certainly. Um... If I had a way to uh, run my cards through that was like intrinsic to my deck, you know what I would say. Let's. Uh, not many people are probably gonna say this, but if I was for some reason playing the new Jace as my commander and I could just cycle this card at will, I would. I would. I'd play. It. Oh yeah. Because then I never whiff. Yeah. I mean, I just. I. It's. But it's. It strikes me as a card in EDH that you know there's that player that's going to just burn out the game or is going to try to win by just, you know, bane firing or, like, some sort of big X spell or, like, mill you out, and you just go, nope, now I mill you instead. Yeah. Yep. I think that's just the ultimate kind of a whoops-I-win card, and I love that in EDH. Yeah. And um, I, I would say the only thing that upsets me about that is that, you know, it can't hit the exact It's true. Um, certainly, if the, uh, also, I would change my opinion a little bit if this card said targets any player, because yeah. the ability to steal people's um, blue sun zeniths... That's mm, yeah. tasty. Yeah, because it's it's really only designed to protect you. As it, it it does take away that kind of a political aspect in EDH, but I still love it. I still love it for the whoops I win. I like yep. Thopter Spy Network. Like I know it's not Coastal Piracy, but I still kind of like Thopter Spy Network. Yeah, I still uh, love it. Oh. To remind everybody, uh, Thopter Spy Network is an enchantment. It's two blue blue. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control an artifact, put a one one colorless Thopter artifact creature token flying onto the battlefield. When one or more artifact creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. What's noteworthy about that wording, um, it's similar to an older card, Nature's Will. Uh, unless you're talking about first strike, normal strike, you'll never draw more than one card from this in a turn. So, like, I mean, and that's so I know that it's not Coastal Piracy, but I still kind of like it. I still Although, like actually... It. I will have to check, because this is worded slightly differently. It might be that if you send three Thopters at three players, you can draw three cards. But uh, I don't deals. believe this is the case. Well, it just says to a player. In the multiplayer aspect, I guess we'd have to look and find out. But you go ahead and check that. I just like it for the fact that, you know what? 
How about the fact? How about we got we got this thing that just spits out basically one one flying creatures to you every turn in blue. You don't see a lot of just dump in dump you know artifacts to you in in that color. And I think that that's something that, even if it's not really, even if it's not, you know, an auto-include in a deck, I think that if you're playing any kind of an artifact deck, I mean, you'll profit from the second ability, but I think that just being able to pop out, you know, dudes every turn is pretty good. Dudes is very good, yeah. Dudes and that's, are always going to be That's good. certainly a part, where the, a part where this card shows. I'd consider it Especially, injury. Like, I'd consider it. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. in, yeah. Especially because it's 1-1 one, one flying dudes. They're evasive. Like, if they were just ground dudes, I'd be like, okay, I have, a, I have chump blockers, but these dudes can get in there. They can, they can fly over. And I mean, honestly, as chump blockers that fly, that's a that's even nice better. straight up. Yeah, yeah that's strong. even better. Mm -hmm. right, uh, black. Actually, uh, I was uh, just uh, going to mention Disciple of the Ring yeah, very quickly. Disciple of the Ring. Go ahead. Uh, Disciple of the Ring is the mythic wizard that has a whole bunch of abilities. 3 UU, 3 okay. 4, 1, exile an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. And then it gives you four abilities. Counter target non-creature spell unless it's controller plays two. Disciple of the Ring gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Tap target creature or untap target creature. Uh, it's a little weird. I'm maybe going to do a little of experimenting with it. I have the feeling that this can be pretty decent. This is going to be great. Are you kidding me? I can tap this with anything that I can tap this with um a mere folk looter, and suddenly I can in the right combination I can go through my deck and find what I need. I think that's really good. Fair enough. The looter interaction isn't bad. Um, I mean, it's, and if it's you have still anything that draws more and discards more, that's quite good. I will say, uh, it is a little bit. It, it's a cost in that a lot yeah. of blue decks do like abusing the Archaeomancer and Mnemonic Walls of the world to uh, cast their things far too many times. But um, if your deck isn't into that. This is very good. I, I think I like what I what I really do like about this, and what makes it worth the mythic spot in this set, is the fact that you have you have you have your options. It's a very flexible card. It can do your it can do your control. It can do your aggro. It can do you know your smaller control or you get yourself you know push yourself ahead. It's very flexible, and I think that's. If you don't, I think if nothing else, you should include it for that reason for a lot of your decks. Uh, I would say more than anything, the two cards that I would want to play with this a lot is I would not mind having Necroticus with these abilities. Yeah. And I would not mind having Mameoplasm with these abilities. Oh, Both absolutely. Of those sound really dirty. <laughs> those sound, yeah. those sound uh, like things uh, I can just exile all these instants or sorceries and just. Whoops, I accidentally have everything I win. Uh, you guys can't play spells, just. Just put them away. Just, stop. Just, stop. <laughs> uh, just put all your spells away, and I'll tap all your creatures, and I'll swing at you. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to play magic, I'm sorry. Yeah. You wanted to have fun. Right, so Moving into black, I would say. Uh, Dark Petition is the one everybody's talking about. Uh, uh, what do you guys pack. think? Oh, that one? Oh, you're going to go to that one. I was thinking of the other one. Uh, demonic Pack. Okay, let's, let's do we'll that do, one. We'll do Demonic Pack next. Yeah, we'll, okay. Dark Petition. Three eighths. You want to do it? Okay. Dark Petition, uh, three and two black sorcery. Search your library for a card and put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. Spell Mastery, if there are two or more instant sorceries in your card, add three black to your mana pool. Uh, Seth and I, were, Seth and I were talking about this earlier, and uh, the way he put it was, if your deck is loaded with silver bullets, then this will probably be your go-to tutor. But 
if you're looking for a wincon, this is not what you're going to be looking for. You'll be looking for basically anything else. I think if you want a tutor that gets your wincon, you're going to be much more happy with the uh, one that has flashback from um, Dark Ascension. Yeah. yeah. Uh, simply because you can fire that one off a bunch of times. I think that the black, black, black is going to be a little bit debilitating for those decks. A lot of the decks that just want tutors to win, they're usually not mono black, and black, black, black might not pay for what you want. Let's not to mention it's also a five CC. That's a little high, and I would argue a lot of decks minus EDH. Uh, and the dark ritual that it gives you, like you said, is is tough. Short of your card that you fetch being black and two or anything else, you know, you're really not going to be able to cast it for free. And I mean, if your card is huge, like, you've got a whole bunch of colored and then you're going to keep going into the colorless. That's, I'm into the colored symbols, that's fine too. Yeah. But uh, I think this certainly shines the most when you are just getting silver bullets. Yeah. You know, you're and playing a deck with a lot of different corner case answers. You've come loaded for the whole, the whole breadth of the meta, and yeah. you just want to get what you need now. Yeah. There are a couple things I'm looking forward to in black, uh, namely Kothapan, the Soul Order. I, I actually really would like to make a deck out of him because he seems really good. Four two black legendary creature demon flying whenever a permanent owned by another player is put into a graveyard from the battlefield. You draw a card, you lose one life. Yeah, actually, I will say up until the, just a minute ago, the thing I'd always forgotten about this card is uh, the comparisons to. Um, Harvester of Souls are always there, yes. but I forgot honestly entirely. This card can be a commander. Yep, that's yeah, yes. great. It is Harvester of Souls, but as a commander. Commander, and it flies. And it's a flying six-six. It's a flying six-six. It it soars right over the vanilla test. I like goofy. it. Oh it yeah. Goofy. Um, my, I my only concern about it is just you know. If you hit that person who has an infinite loop and involves the graveyard, you screw yourself up. Oh, yeah, you die. Only, that's my only thought about that. Honestly, though, if I die like that, I'm going to be dying with a grin on my face. Oh, no, I'm drawing cards. Oh, no. <laughs> I have my deck in my hand, and I found my counterspell to oh, stop Oh, what's it. this? Like, I'm playing black, the color with access to cards that prevent me from losing the game? Gasp. Uh, it's unlikely that you're going to be able to put a Lich in an instant speed, I, I, but, you know, if you can, power to you. If you've got enough Lich cards in the deck, or there, there's some demons that are like, you can't win the game, opponents can't lose the game, or opponents can't, you can't lose the game. Well, there, no, the one you're thinking of is you can lose the game, your opponents can't lose, can't win the, game. lose the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, the 4-4 the, the four, four flyer that's like a 80 yeah. or something from uh, Rise of Eldrazi. Yeah, it's a 6-6. Six, six. It's yeah, very good. One. Yeah, super good. No, but I mean, well, even still, like, you know, someone's infinitely going to, oh, oh, wait, I conveniently found my Doomblade. Let me just end this right now and absolutely recursion, you know? Absolutely. You still, it's not, it's not guaranteed, but it's just, I love the suicide black, I love the suicide black flavor to it. Honestly, if I ever see somebody come down to a situation where one person is trying to the Chaos Triskelly in the net before the opponent draws the answer, I will be like... <laughs> Scratching into the table with anticipation to watch you die. <laughs> Just waiting. Yes. <laughs> Did they get there? Did they get there? Did you get it? No, no. There, there. Are, okay. there are two cards. There are two other cards in black specifically that I'm looking forward to. I don't know about you guys. Um, Grave, Grave, uh, Grave Blade Marauder. Only because I play Gerard. Uh, yep. Two, two black creature, human warrior, death touch. Whenever Grave Blade Marauder deals 
combat damage to a player, that player loses life equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. It's a 1-4. I play Gerard. I love having creatures in my graveyard. This will do work, maybe in my deck, if I, I can get it through. I like him. He's a good add to the... Because for a while, Bug was a big into the, 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 the mill yourself reanimator. Yeah, yeah. I like it for that. Uh, I will say, when I first saw this card, I was very disappointed. Um, because... The way uh, the way it sort of works out is it does kill everything on offense and it trade it it'll in EDH in particular it probably won't be amazing on defense. But when I looked at it again, I thought of though it's the base. The base is that it's a two black one four on defense. Uh, in EDH, that's okay. Uh, outside of EDH, that's pretty good. I actually I, I sort of undersold how good a two uh, two black one four that such is. Um, on the offense, it sort of ends up being approximately like a Splinter Fright that doesn't enable itself. And I've played with Splinter Fright a lot, so that sort of curbed my expectations as being like, okay, this card's alright. Um, so, I mean, if, you, if you're if uh, you ready to settle for about a Splinter Fright, this card's probably going to make you very happy. Um, Splinter Fright might be something I'd run first in Gerard before this, though. Yeah, I agree. In particular, because it interacts with Gerard's fling ability. Yeah. Yeah. The... Alright, I want to jump to the other one that I think you're going to mention. The, the Demonic Pact? Is that your other one you're going to It wasn't, actually. Mine was Shadows oh, of the Past. What are yours? Shadows of the Past. Uh, the one black, okay, yeah. one black enchantment uncommon. Whenever a creature dies, scry one, and then four colorless, one black. Each opponent loses two life, and you gain two life. Activate this ability only if there are four or more creatures in your graveyard. The active ability is a little expensive to me, and the passive is is basically just Reaper of the Wilds. But it's not bad for a two-drop enchantment. Yeah, actually, this is probably one one that you're not going to hear people talking about nearly soon enough. Uh, I've tried to get Reaper of the Wilds into my EDH decks, and the fact that it just dies to board sweeps that aren't my fault kills me every it's time. Depressing, yeah. This card seems great. I, I don't see anything wrong with this. The, the price is reasonable. Um, Worst case scenario, I scry a billion on a board wipe. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. I will also say that, like, for five is a little bit much. You might not have time to do that most turns. But if you just do it and you're gaining six to eight life... Yeah, because it's each player loses two life and you gain that two life. It's not just one person. Oh, no, wait. I saw. I, I misunderstood. It's not like the, the life that opponents have lost. You no. always only gain two life. Yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll gain two life, but each opponent okay. loses one. So that is a little, that is a little weak. It's a little Definitely. weak, but, like, well, it's still two damage done to everybody and you gain two life. What's the... How about how about the fact that I can just make infinite mana and just do that to win the game though? How about that as a win con that nobody's gonna think about? They're just gonna look and go, oh, they're 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 just scrying whenever they get a creature. That's annoying. And so, then you uh, just kind of blindside them in EDH and I just I drain everybody's life. Good game. Yeah, our uh, poster child for um, infinite mana in black tends to be Una. Yeah, um, it's true. And uh, an Una deck that's just full of board wipes certainly will get a lot of value out of the scry. They might actually have a hard time putting four creatures in the graveyard, but I mean, once they do, this is a very easy way to win the game. Yeah, this is an, and, and it's an unexpected one at that. Most people are just gonna look and go, oh, five mana. That's they're, they're never gonna use that playing. ability. Exactly. Who, who uses five yeah, mana not, to like gain two life? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly that. You're just gonna overthink. You're just gonna go, oh, there's nothing to do that, and then suddenly, oh shit, he has infinite mana. Oops. Oops. I didn't yep. think about it. Uh, 
I mean, uh, there was this card's one of those like surprise, actually really goods. I'm not expecting to see like anybody really running it, but I would love to get a copy for myself. Mm -hmm. I agree. I wouldn't mind picking up a boil. There's one more in black before I... I just want to move on quickly. There's one more in black that I know people have been hyping up since the day it was released, and I just want to talk about it to get it done away. This is Demonic Act. Uh, two and two black. It's an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Demonic Pack deals four damage to target creature or player, and you gain four life. Target opponent discards two cards, draw two cards, and you lose the game. You lose the game. I yep. hate... That's so I, 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 Alright, me as a player, and me as a person who builds cubes and like loves stupid cards, whenever I see you lose the game on a card, I immediately know this is going to just be the stupidest thing anybody's ever thought of. But the fact that people are like, this thing's so great. People out there will make it work. People out there will find a way to make this work. Oh no! There's there's absolutely oh, I've made it work. Don't oh don't get me worried. wrong. There's nothing I would love more than just to just slap this in next to a bizarre trader and just go, oh I used three. Here you go, have the fourth one on me. But like people are hyping this up for like standard and modern, and I'm just like, what is wrong with you? This is never going to no. be you're never going to want this, right? Even in EDH, even in off formats, I don't think. Sure, like, he doesn't play with Zudru. If you're really playing like a Jund give things away, you've really gone far into the flavor for that. And you might need to come back up for air. You've got a little. Go, Goblet. Go, yeah. Bizarre Trader. Go. And, and you're, <laughs> do you're what you were always meant to do. You're expecting your necrotic ooze to cover your bizarre trader's job and give this away at the right time, and it's like, I just don't. I, I want. I'm waiting for this to plummet because I need a copy for my bad cube, and this is just one of those cards that I'm not. I'm going to be disappointed if I pull. I will say, uh, the, as a general rule, you should stay away from this in EDH. Um, the main reason being that when you don't have the combo, quote unquote, uh, the other three effects aren't just very powerful. Anymore. They're all decent, but they're not great. I don't think they're powerful in anything, honestly. Oh, uh, I think that the effects are pretty powerful in 20 life magic. Oh, um, yeah, EDH, it's uh, subpar. Because... I will I will just take a second here, though. I, I, I have made for somebody else the list. The uh, goofy, dirtily, casual, no-format list for this card. And it uses okay. two things. It uses Daring Thief. And it uses... Um, What's the name of it? It's uh, there's a chimera from Born of the Gods. Oh, oh uh, the, the, the one that perplexing chimera. You... Yeah, perplexing no, not perplexing chimera. chimera. No, um, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. It's it. the it's the double shark. Oh, uh, oh rip, rip it has tide, the flavor rip text. Tide? I want it. Oh, oh riptide chimera. Riptide chimera. Rip chimera. Yes, and. So, with Riptide Chimera, um, you can just keep buying this back to your hand and replaying it. You don't actually have to go through the lengths of, oh, I'm going to give it to my opponent. You just get value. You just get value. I don't know that my value... I don't know that I want to keep paying four to get every turn to get those three Ah, but you put it in the same deck with Daring Thief, and here's the, here's the cute trigger. So, Daring Thief, in order to give this to them, they have to have an enchantment. Eh, that bites. But, if they don't have an enchantment... Um, you give them the Riptide Chimera, and it just comes back to your hand on their turn because they don't have an enchantment. Enchantment, you're right. 
<laughs> and you can just sit there feeling like the absolute cutest in the world the whole time. You're so <laughs> precious. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Super I've been precious. looking for an excuse to use that shark for months. <laughs> super bonus to anyone out there that decides to make a super flavorful, flavorful deck with a Kothoped Demonic Pact, all the Lilianas and the Chain Veil. Good on you. Yeah, if you if you if you build that Liliana dot deck, kudos to you. Please send it in. We'd you do you, that. flavor guy. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Pr pr please do. Flavor dot deck, do it, man. <laughs> please, we want to see it. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Get into red. Under red we're, yeah, we're at uh, we're at forty-seven. We're a little deep. Seven minutes. I don't know that there's much in red. I want to talk. Uh, about anyway. The only thing I want to talk about in red, period. Okay, there are two things. Um, Okay, I guess I'll just start with the second. Chandra's Ignition? It's not uh, bad. It's, right. it's not bad. For, it's what I expect out of red. Uh, I think it's pretty cute if you uh, have a Death Touch or a Life Thunder creature. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like that this effect sort of isn't the easy way out. It's sorcery. It does set you up for the two for one. Um, but I mean, like, if you just have a small little death touch creature, and your opponents have to uh, spend their time removing that so that they don't lose their board, mm -hmm. I wouldn't feel too bad about it, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't mind flinging a, a you know a rat at it or a, or a snake at it and just wiping a board. Like that's a good use, but I I don't know about five mana for that. Yeah. I mean, and it, it, it just gives you a sort of unique effect that you might not have access. It's to. it's, it's like what I expect out of red. It's like it feels it's like the quintessential red card to me. I'll buy it. Yep. And the other card that's really uh, worth mentioning is Flame Shadow Conjuring. Uh, Minion Reflector is way better when you shave the mana in two places. I kind of like how that's even how the Mothership spoiled the article. They're just like, you know, just cut some mana symbols. Everything's great now. Uh, Flame Shadow Conjuring, three in a red enchantment. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay a red. If you do, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of that creature. It gains haste, exile it at the beginning of the next end step. Riku's gonna love this. A Riku I mean, players have been saying that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, tokens, 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 tokens. End of next step, I use my time clock, my clock to skip that trigger. Sure. I mean, yeah. Certainly you can do that. If you have a uh, Sundial of the Infinite, you can uh, yeah. exile your trigger and it'll never try to go off again. And um, I think the most I think the most important part of it, when you look at the card and you look at the dragons, they make a heart. Alright guys, yeah, I, more, more to the... I want one of these for Terial because it's a reanimator deck and the creatures are just bananas. Alright, uh, to that flavor guy out there that's gonna do the Liliana deck, can you do a, uh, a heart? A heart deck, like all, heart all of the uh, yeah, all the deck. cards have to have hearts in them somewhere, <laughs> or heart in the name, you know, somewhere hearts, just everything. Valentine's deck, red, white, make pink. <laughs> I don't know. All right, it's got no, Let's no, go it's, it's gotta be, go it's gotta be headed by uh, Shandu's parents. The card. Ah, uh, too soon. Ooh. Ooh. All right. All right so uh, green got a lot of this. Green got a lot of things. Holy crap! Yeah, Green got a lot of good things out of this. Um, I'll start with um the the Elf Lord because holy crap, um I can't even pronounce the name. Dwinen, 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 Two green and two any color legendary creature Elf Warrior. Three four with reach. Other elves get plus one plus one, and whenever it attacks, you get a life for each attacking elf. Holy crap! I mean, it's it's like it's a little bit of a well wisher. This is 
Yeah. It's just a better version of that, like, uh, the rice, the, the GB rice. The Exiled? Yeah. So a better version yeah. of that. Uh, I mean, it does keep you out of black. That's it does, cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that they uh, sort of um, tamed this card a little bit so that the uh, the way lords sort of end, uh, end up normally is... How stackable are they? Can I gem them early? Are they great? This is sort of different. This is the yeah. first time we're seeing an elf deck that doesn't lean heavily on turn one Llanowar Dork, turn two uh, Archdruid. Uh, yeah. I like that because honestly, that's what makes me think elves are the worst ever. By the way, but, it's turn three. I have 30 mana. Good luck. Yeah. It's just like, Ramped I'm going to lean heavily on this. I hope you don't have shock. And then you shock it, and they're just like, oh, I'm not going to play that like that don't sit from me don't sit across from me <laughs> oh, you, oh you had a lightning bolt i guess you would sit nowhere near me uh, i mean I, the only thing I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in it is that and this is and this is the thing like anybody who really plays elves in any like constructed format will agree with me is that you have to put it in danger of attacking for it to to get oh, the effect worse it's not just you have to put it in danger you have to put all your other elves in danger yeah and that's typically not something that elves wants to do and I mean yes. unless and that's, none of your mana dorks contribute to this light game, which is very disappointing. Yeah, but and that's it's a but shame. this set has some things in it. Like I know this is an expensive card, but this kind of goes along with that uh, Jorga invocation. Four colorless, yes. two green sorcery. Each creature you control gets plus three, plus three until end of turn and must be blocked this turn if able. Like this is one of those cards that goes very well with it because it's like oh look at all my like one two my one ones or my two ones or maybe my like three twos. And now suddenly they're at least four fours, and they're all swinging at you, and you have to deal. Yeah. With uh, yeah, I, I'll buy that. I also one thing I do like flavor-wise about this is when you look at the other legends in it, and this is interesting. It has reach. The blue and the black one have flying. I think that's a nice little counterpoint for just the set and the flavor as a whole, too. Like you're never really going to care about reach and for elves. But, like, I think that's a cool little piece of flavor they added to it. You think it's cute that it specifically is able to block the two enemy colors? I think that's I think that's adorable. That's I think pretty they, adorable. I think they planned it. I think they planned that, and I think that that was an interesting piece of flavor for them to throw in there. So there's a few other things in green. Uh, we got another high Enchantress players are flocking to Herald of the Pantheon. Oh, God. One in a green enchantment spells you cost cuts. And enchantment spells you cast cost one less to cast. And whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you gain one life. It's pretty solid. Uh, I'm, glad we're I'm glad we're getting it now, coming into an enchantment matter, you know, coming past an enchantment matter set, where at least getting to toy with it for a little too, and things like that. Yeah, I I'm not necessarily sure I'm I care to run this. Uh, I don't care to have, I don't feel like I need cost reduction, uh, reducing effects very often when I'm playing green. That's no, just my but... Thought on it. You know what? It's it, it's not something that's typically green, and that's the interesting part about it, is you don't see green normally reducing cost. You get that kind of in mirror, uh, not mirror folk, um, tree folk. They have some of those things where they kind of cut down occasionally. But well, there's the banneret, but I think that's it. The banneret, yeah. But, well, but they gave a whole cycle of those. But yeah. even still, like, this is... This is an interesting take on the normal enchantments. Most of the enchantment stuff has been white. We had a we have a we have a couple of green ones that are that you know matter care about gaining life off enchantments. But 
I don't think it's not something you're not going to include if in the right deck. If you're playing a Bant Enchantment, you know, Bant Voltron, you, you, you'll throw them in there. Depends. Depends upon how uh, flimsy you like your creatures. It, it's probably alright. I, you know what? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be entirely shocked to see it show up in like a, like the modern green white hexproof or something, just because of the fact that it's it negates cost down. But I, I think I agree with you. I'm not. I didn't. I went ooh, and then I realized it was kind of mediocre. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elton Green. Uh, the green draw spell. Oh, the um. Nissa's Revelation. Revelation. Yeah. Sorcery. Scribe five. Then reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, you draw cards equal to its power, and you gain life equal to its toughness. Because Nissa is just forever associated with momentous fall. Mm -hmm. And and it's and, and mind you, it's a seven cost. I don't. It's know. steep. I it is super steep. Some of you are going to want to actually uh, have this effect, though. It is sort of like your um, blue sun it's a, type thing for green. It's, if you're not running it's your refill. If you're, yeah, if it's you're your actually refill. worried about a 7-drop card in green, of all colors, green... I worry about why I'd want to play a card that doesn't do anything except give me cards and life. Because it, it, because it has Emrakul in the art, that's why. <laughs> The okay, I'll buy that. This card is that at its mana cost, you're not likely to use that creature this turn. Yeah, probably. Not. Yeah, I'm going to spend the turn getting it, and then I'm going to wait the next turn. You know, if I draw I'm, that card. I'm, well, no, you'll yeah. draw it from that because you'll. No, you don't draw it. It has to be on top to draw. Oh, wait, yeah, no, you draw. Yeah. It's on top you and you it. draw through it. Duh. Okay, yeah. Chef yeah. yeah. so is good as that. Like, go to magic. I mean, yeah, it's okay. But if you're. <laughs> If you're sitting there, like, like you said, if you at seven, I'm rarely going to find the other six-drop creature I'm looking for and be able to cast it next turn. So well, then you're obviously not ramping hard enough. It it, it just it's just a big investment, and it will. Yeah, yeah. It's a big tempo hit. You might honestly get opened up in the two turn rotations that you, it takes for you to use this, and then use whatever you get. I, I might argue it sees play in EDH, but I really don't know if it, I don't know. I think it definitely will. I just think that um, you can't you can't just do it um, haphazardly. And certainly, like if you've gone completely blank after a wrath, I'd welcome drawing this card. I was gonna make a sharp yeah. enough joke, but I decided not to. The Transformers joke. No, he said you can't just do it, and I was like, <laughs> just do it. Don't let All your right. dreams just be dreams. There's one quick I want to jump to. Monogorge or Hydra? Yeah, speaking... That, well, actually, it wasn't it, but we can go to that one. Do you want to go it's, to that one? Uh, it's pretty decent in multiplayer, I will say. Um, I, two colorless, one It's a green. little underrated, I'd say, also. Two colorless, one green, creature Hydra, trample, one, one. Whenever a player casts a spell, put a one, one counter on. A plus one, plus one counter on Monogorge or Hydra. Oops, I got shot. Good, good game, guys. No, that doesn't work. You cast it, and then it's a 2-2. I know, and then I'll get a 2-2. Two -two. <laughs> okay, whoops, I shock. Okay, is that better? Yeah, but then what if they have an instant 2? Mm -hmm. No, the real reason I am excited to see my opponents playing this card is I love Vanish into Memory, and that just gives me cards. But <laughs> most people aren't lunatics that play blue-white like I do. It's true. I mean, there's a lot of... I, I This is potentially a decent Hydra. It's low cost. It could get out of hand if, if you protect it well enough. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Tarian Mahler did never have Trample. This is a big thing. Yeah, you're right. You can expect this card to be like... You know, in the early game, people spent times playing Mana Rocks, too, and this just gets... Yeah, then it gets bad. 
That's true, I'll buy that. You get a, yeah. You're playing mono green, you get a T1 soul ring, and then you just turn two, put it down, and watch things get crazy. It doesn't even need to be a soul ring, it just needs to be a birds or something. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily need to be a soul ring, but that was my example. That's true. That was just the early get ahead there. Uh, I want to say, I want to jump to something else. Um, I just want to jump to something else within the uncommon that I actually saw, and I liked for the fact of a lot of reasons, but I'm sure most people disagree with me. Uh, Zendikar's Royal, 3 and 2 green enchantment. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, put a 2 2 green elemental creature token onto the battlefield. Does anybody else like the prospect of just getting bonuses off of doing stuff I want to do anyway? Doubling season parallel lives? Oh, I played a land. Look at all my tokens. Honestly, yeah, I think that's not even where I expect to see this card. This card is actually good. Oh yeah, it is I fantastic. Think, yeah. It's another one of those like, this is really one of the uncommons they printed. Yeah. But when I see this card, I see some of the dirtiest defensive decks in Commander. I see the decks that use Loam Tech, Constant yeah. Tests, uh, Crucible of Worlds, oh, yeah. uh, Azusa Lost Glacial Chasm. It is just a way to get value out of ca of out of nothing. You you barely even cast spells in this sort of scenario, yeah. and you can just sit back and amass two twos. Maybe you I don't, don't even need them. Just maybe you have an actual combo in your deck. Maybe you just yeah. This is but it's a nice nothing it's else. I'm playing lands. I played a land. I get a free dude. It's I, five. I'll gladly waste a slot on that. It's like one okay. of those cards that just goes into like Omnath and ninety nine forests. Yeah. <laughs> trust me, I trust me. I built four Lost in the Woods and 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 fifty six other forests, and it's it's it was. I've not played it. No, I refuse to bring it out because I'm sure you could. The, the day I do that is like a kill. Honestly, I'm I'm waiting for the one person on Earth to be like, I'm gonna build an Azusa deck and then put down like Explore and Burgudgeoning and this and nothing but forest, and it's just like, hey. Hey, I found. Let me mulligan until I find my Zendikar's Royal and just wait. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> and just wait. Soon. Like, soon. I, I actually we have to call it I soon. Deck. Soon. Deck. I think that's one of the cards that people didn't talk enough about, and I think that's one of the things that you should at least keep a copy of around because, you know, like we said, you're getting value off of stuff Green wants to do anyways. How how easy is it to ramp and have five mana on turn three? Not very. Yep. Uh, I will say, uh, moving into artifacts, really the only big yeah. thing that came out of this set is the one that everybody knows. They look at it and they're just like, well, I want that in my EDH life. And that is, uh, Sword of the Animist. Oh, yes. oh, oh okay, I was gonna say Goggles, but... Okay. Sword of the oh, no, Sword of the Animist. Well, because Pyromancer's uh, Goggles can't go in every EDH deck. Yes. You're fair. Sword of the Animist uh, can go in everything. Sword of the Animist is very good. It's legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one. Uh, equips for two, and whenever equipped creature attacks, you may search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. That is a rampant growth every swing. Wow. And it's, and let's note that it's colorless. You can play this in any deck. It's colorless! Holy crap. It's a colorless rampant growth every turn. My god, why is this not a $20 card already? I, I have a hard time imagining that if your commander costs four or less and it attacks, you don't play this. I can't imagine. I would put this in any... If I ever were to play Tiny Leaders and, and that becomes a thing, this is going in everything I'm playing this ever. This is going straight into every Kemba deck that's ever existed ever. Uh, I'm I don't calling, even care about Kemba. I'm calling I'll play that it on right anything. Now. It's going straight I'll play it in anything. 
I'll play it in anything. Let me just take a land out of my deck for swinging. Oh, my creature died. Whoops. Let me just sack it onto the next dude. Let me take my chump blocker, who would normally just sit there and die, and I'll just swing him in and get a land off of it. Yeah, that's the best part. You don't need to hit. Oh, it's so nice. That's so... That's bad. That's... I love it. I... I hope I crack like six. I hope all of my packs just are that. I hope every no, pack I have, but, is nothing. But you're the real winner. <laughs> you're the real winner, sort of the animist. Yep. You're the real MVP. Almerid. Oh, of course. Of course, we did actually forget the biggest green card. Oh, we did. Did we? Did yes, we did. Nissa. Oh. I thought I, I thought you were gonna say Titanic Groove. I thought we were gonna nope. say the biggest green card. <laughs> we, do we want to talk about the plane? Do we want to talk about planeswalkers? We can talk about the planeswalkers. We talked about the planeswalkers a little bit, but Nissa's very good. I don't. I, I Nissa is good. I wonder, you know, if I if in my if I had to pick between all of them, she wouldn't be my number one, but she's definitely in the top three. Nissa's probably one of the only ones I'd ever consider using as a commander. And that's really? something. Really? I'd play Liliana. Liliana is the second. I, I I think Liliana's I think Nissa's is I think Nissa's is great as a as a commander. I think what she does and even when she comes over to be a planeswalker is really good. But I feel like getting her to flip is going to be the biggest problem for me. You're mono green. It's not a problem. <laughs> it's it's really true. You're mono green. No, it's true. If you're mono green, it's not a problem. <laughs> but but in like anything, yeah. But I don't know. I just. I'm for some reason imagining that as the hardest thing to do, whereas like, uh, Liliana, I have to have something die, I think it is. Oh, but her plus one draws you cards, bro. Draw cards, bro. It's you so swear. good. But plus two discard a card, bro. <sighs> Gotta draw some Bruh. cards, bro. It's, it's, it's super great. That's that's certainly what I'm No, I agree with you. I getting Getting the bonus lands every turn is really good. Even getting... You know what? I would even sack it down to one on the turn and get a 4-4 dude. That's pretty good right away, too. Oh, yeah. She's just I, would never, I would never trust the ultimate, but I would the, the value you're going to get off of her is so much better than all the other ones. Um, let's, uh, do we have any other artifacts we want to cover? Um, uh, there's two mythic artifacts. Um, I don't want to talk about those. Those, those bore me. <laughs> uh, the twin casting one is fine in some decks. Very quickly. Uh, yeah. Pyromancer's goggles. goggles. Legendary artifacts. Add red to your mana pool. If you use that mana to cast a red instant or sorcery, you twin cast it, and you can choose new targets. Put it. Put it's it cost solid. five. Put it cost five, and it's legendary. Aww. Well, I mean, you're just using it as a sort of like uh, maybe I decided to play rug, but I didn't want to play rug. I could buy that. Um, the other no. one is just like um, some of you play um, Aloro. Go wild. Yeah. Uh, Alpha uh, Archive, legendary artifact. If you would gain life, you get twice that much instead. And if you would draw a card except for your normal draw in your draw set, draw two cards instead. It Five goes mana. great with that. It yep. goes great with that green thing where you draw 17 cards, because then you'll draw your whole deck. Dies to have it. And then you lose. <laughs> <laughs> and then you lose because you played that black thing. You, you lose you options. <laughs> yeah. Dies really hard no, but, to have uh, festival. I, I don't know. I, they're good on them. They're interesting. I don't know that I need them. Yeah, um, I, I'm not terribly excited to get either of these. Anything in multicolor? The only multicolor cards in the center are in color. I don't and know, but the Shaman of the Pack's pretty important. 
It's important. That's certainly the only one that we really need to look at from an EDH yeah. standpoint. Um, shaman uh, of the pack, one black and green. It's a it's an elf shaman, three, two. When it enters the battlefield, target opponent loses life equal to the number of elves you control. It's I think that's one of the only ones that's really relevant from the multicolor perspective. It, it does force you into two color elves, but it's a great win con that you can just bounce and just kick people out of the game. Like with. I was like I yeah. like I said earlier, uh, I have a Nath list brewing. My god. Is this oh, going in now? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm astonished this guy's three mana. It's sort of like the elf mechanic is number of elves and yeah. it cuts straight to the part where number of elves eventually goes towards their life total. Eventually. Yeah, but it just gets straight there. This is like, uh, let's good. bypass everything you have to ever defend against all these elves. Yeah, I Oh, you were you were planning on just like fogging or whatever. Oh no, I'll just come over the top and just just win the game, you know. I'll just take all my 1-1s one and just win the game. Right and since now. you're playing in uh, black green, if it dies, you just bring it back to your hand and you play it again. Yeah. Oh um, no. And it's like similar yeah, to that. No, that's certainly Sim the best uh, of the uncommon uh, gold cards. If you play it in, if you play it in Nath, you just go, "Hey, I'm going to play this. I'm going to kill you because I have enough elves. I'm going to sack it with attrition to make you discard some cards. Then I'm going to, like, Phyrexian Reclamation and put it back in my hand. And because it's only three mana, I'm going to put it back down. Yeah, good game. Yep. I mean, the Very only one easy I card to shotgun the board with. It's another one of those cards that's like, man, I hope no one else at the table actually wants to play this game. Yeah, you know, there's one other one I just want to touch on quick, which is Thunderclap Weavern. Uh, two, a white and a blue. It's a two-three uh, Drake. It's flash flying, and other creatures with flying get plus one plus one. It's not as good. It's not worth the value, but it's notable that it's an anthem that's a creature that for flying. Um, I mean, it's. I don't know that I would rush out and get it, but if you're playing blue-white flyers in an EDH deck, sure, toss in one more anthem that you can conveniently flash in. Why not? It's a nice, yeah. it's a cute little combat trick. I, you know, get a couple, hang on to them, give them to friends for Christmas, whatever. Yeah. It's um, just nice to have. And this is your idea of a Christmas gift. To give these to your friends for Christmas. All my magic friends will love these, or they'll die. <laughs> um, everything else, the lands, we all know we're getting enemy lands. Yay. We do. Yep. That's a thing. Um, I guess that's all we really need to... I mean, that's most of the cool stuff from the Origins, right? Basically. Yep. Certainly. Cool. Alright, so I guess we're gonna call it that. We've been here a while. Hopefully we talked about some cool stuff you guys like, and you know, if we missed something, or if we talked about something you didn't like, if you have an opinion, please share it with us. Let us know. Write us an angry letter, an email, carrier pigeon. Make a demonic pact with somebody, and we'll get back to you eventually. Remember those flavor Thanks for decks. Listening. Make those flavor decks. Yeah. Remember the, all those flavors. Send us your flavor decks, please do. We love to talk about those. We'd love to do us just sit down and talk about them. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys. We'll be back with hopefully more of the full group for the next time. Thanks for listening in. Cool. Alrighty. Alright, I will stop this and save this.